Rick Smith is kind enough to join us. The Rick Smith Show, 8 p.m. weeknights here on AM 950. He's kind enough today to join us to talk about the latest in union news in regards to this election, which is infuriating. But, yeah, we'll, we'll get his take on it. Hey, Rick, how are you, my friend? Matt, how are you, brother? I'm doing okay, Matt. <laughs> well, let me ask you. Did you hear Patrick's impression of Mike Lindell? I did. I, I, I got to tell you, I, I, I'm with both of you on this. Don't do the impression again, but you really can't screw up uh, a Mike Lindell impression. It's just bad. And, and here's the thing. I, I kind of feel sorry for the My Lumpy Pillow guy. Because he bought in. He really bought in. And he's going to be another one in a long line of Trumpites who are going to be broke, uh, go to jail, lose their livelihoods, all because, well, they picked a con man as someone to follow. So am I surprised? No. Am I kind of happy that this is happening to him? Kind of in yeah. a way. It's not, it's not the worst thing. I, you know, I, I, we, we were telling him back in 2021, just apologize, grovel. They might let you go. He never did. And he's just as belligerent about this issue as ever. But so Patrick, I'm, the good thing I'm here, sorry. The good thing, Matt, is, you know, I'm, I'm on a list of all the, you know, the talk show hosts around the country, like you are as well. Uh, and I know that the right wing talk show hosts are putting together kind of a, a charity ball uh, to, to kind of raise, help, help him raise money. That's in the works. I'm, I'm getting the emails of, of how they're going to roll it out. And it, it's, it is quite comical because, uh, you know, what they do understand is, how to fleece their flock. Oh, yeah. And they do that really, really well. I mean, look at Trump and his coming out with those, whatever those things that he was holding that I guess we're supposed to put on our feet for 400 bucks a pair. That supposedly this is his outreach to the black community. Because, of course, when I think, you know, the black community, I think tennis shoes. <laughs> of course. Uh, by the way, we'll have to let us know which Hardys they're having that uh, Mike Lindell ball at. Okay, because <laughs> I'll get a monster burger and grab a front row seat. How about that? <laughs> I, I, look, we're talking about grabbing a front row seat right now. You could go down to CPAC because uh, Crazy oh. Pack is going on, and there's literally nobody there. Yeah. Every time I, I check in, nobody. But if you listen to what they're saying. It's it really is crazy town that the the, the Republican mouthpiece that Jack Posobiec yeah uh, he started off his spiel with I just want to say welcome to the end of democracy these are his exact words we're here to overthrow it completely we didn't get all the way there on January sixth but we will endeavor to get rid of it and replace it with this right here and you go this right here you mean where nobody's at. No, yeah. that's not quite how democracy works, Jack. But this is the guy who, you know, look, tried to make a big deal when we pulled out of Afghanistan about the dogs. Uh, he made, made a huge deal about who, who's going to get the dogs. Crazy guy. But, you know, but he's not even the craziest one. I mean, look at this Charlie Kirk. Uh, he wants to bring executions. He wants your kids to be forced to watch executions of Trump's political opponents. Yeah, yeah this is the world we're heading towards. But we're going to talk about my pillow guy yeah, and yeah. we're going to talk about you know trump's tennis shoes or whatever well, those god-awful gaudy looking things are but here's the thing and this is what we know this is how trump's going to pay his fines uh, this is how he's going to pay his bills he's yeah. going to he's going to get the rnc to buy all of his crappy tennis shoes that's well, how he's going to pay indeed well and we talked about as well last hour alabama where the in vitro fertilization the frozen embryos of human being oklahoma city where a uh, a non-binary 
uh, person was basically beaten to death in a bathroom and everyone's shrugging their shoulders. You know, it's it's that's what they want to put everywhere, which we see all this, which brings me to why I called you up and I'm having you on the Teamsters. They gave the maximum donation they could to the RNC. I hope you like sneakers. Uh, and they they basically did this. Their argument is, well, we donate to you know all people, but it seems like a lot of people in the Teamsters are really upset about this donation. Yeah, I'm one of them. Yeah. Uh, right when you know, right when uh, Sean O'Brien, the president of the Teamsters, made the pilgrimage down to Magalago, uh, we I was here on this program talking yeah. about it. Said it was it was a horrible thing to do. It was stupid. You're platforming someone who we know what his labor record is bad, uh, but it got it gets worse the more you dig into this. Okay, fine. They made that pilgrimage down to Magalago. Then we find out ten days later they make this forty five thousand dollar donation. Nice little quid pro quo. Hey, you come platform us, give us a little bit of money. Nice con. Look. It goes to my point that Donald Trump is the greatest con man of all time. Uh, but then you get the Teamsters to bring him to the to the Teamsters headquarters and then allow him to do a press conference in front of the Teamsters logo, making it look like, well, it's a possibility I could get endorsed. And it, it kind of is, I believe. Mm -hmm. But putting putting the union, you know, in with the same Trump kind of label and brand was a bad idea, which is why now you've got all these truck drivers who, you know, these five or six truckers for Trump going, we're not going to New York, you know, say, well, the Teamsters are with us. No, no, this Teamsters not. This Teamster will happily get in a truck and drive to New York. I did it for years. Um, but this is where we are in this world. Mm -hmm. And and I got to wonder, you know, what it is that that is going on. Now, it gets even worse. Uh, when O'Brien became president, when he took over, there was um, Massacre Tuesday. Uh, they came in and, and you know, fired a bunch of people, wiped them out, sent them emails at 5 o'clock on a Tuesday, said, hey, you're all fired. Mm. Some of them filed a lawsuit for wrong for termination, you know, for a bunch of reasons. Who do they grab as one of the attorneys to defend the, the International Brotherhood of Teamsters? None other than a Trump attorney from Peabody Nixon, a guy named Brian Kelly. Mm. So you go, gee, how much deeper can this get into Trump world? And I don't know. Uh, at first, when someone asked me about it, you go, hey, do you think they could endorse? I go, possible, but I doubt it. Now I'm I'm throwing the, the coin up in the air going 50-50 at this point. What is the the, the Teamster makeup here? I mean, obviously, I mean, I, I've talked to like the Carpenters Union in the past, and he says, you know, hey, I I understand who's you know pro union as far as the two political parties, but I've got a lot of members who are definitely in the Trump camp. So the question is, is the Teamsters. I mean, you see Biden walking the line. I mean, it's clear he's pro union. How much of a percentage would you guess of the Teamsters is pro Trump? Well, the numbers that I keep getting thrown back at me is 45%. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, depending on where you are, like where I live, the local that I, I'm a member of, it's it's considerably higher than that. Um, but here's the thing. This is this is an example of the unions have done such a good job of, of making their members whole. They get good wages, excellent health care benefits, retirement security, job security. These are people who feel emboldened and empowered. And the sad reality is they don't think that, you know, by Trump destroying 
uh, labor's ability to organize, that it will affect them at all. And it, I think it's a, it's a problem of not educating those members on what what could be coming their way, especially in my industry, the, the LTL trucking industry, where when I started in this industry back in the 80s, it was 85% unionized. Today, it's down to about 10, maybe 12%, uh, where this job was the gold standard of working class jobs. It's now just a good job. This is because, well, the unions have been assaulted and I keep coming back to it's the Republicans who were all out on the assault. I say all the time, Republicans hate working people. Look at what they do. But Democrats haven't always been great friends either and haven't when they had the moment to make things better, haven't done it. And this is where, you know, with Biden, you know, walking the picket line and some of the, the executive orders and the people that he's put at the National Labor Relations Board and at the Department of Labor, these have been great things. But Democrats haven't been able to get that legislation passed that, that like the National Labor Relations Act. Mm -hmm. And right now what you've got, you've got the Amazons, you've got the Trader Joe's, you've got these big companies now pushing a legal theory that the National Labor Relations Act is unconstitutional. So now think about when this gets to the Trump Supreme Court, who want to take us back to the days of Lochner, where if you're hungry enough and desperate enough to work in poverty conditions for, for desperation wages, that's your liberty, Matt. That's your right, your freedom. Mm -hmm. They want to go back to this. And so I have no doubt that they're going to they're going to rocket this to the Supreme Court and the 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 Roberts, Gorsuch, Alito, Thomas, um, Coney Barrett, Kavanaugh court will be more than happy to overturn it. And then you will see chaos. And by the way, it's it, not a coincidence that these companies started. They try to stop the unions coming into their shops. They couldn't stop it. So now they're just basically trying to kill the regulation from the top down. And so that doesn't make that doesn't surprise me at all. You we have multiple examples in many places nationwide of Republican employment employer policy. How how what happens after Republicans get in there? kill the unions, job, the, the pays plummets, benefits plummet, health care plummets. We have this over and over again. There seems to be a mentality that I sometimes am stunned by that the amount of people that can see the people walking into the plank and say, well, let me go try that myself. I'm sure it's not going to affect me. And yet they just don't seem to, as you say, wrap their head around the fact that they there is not a single case where the Republicans have made a union better. Not one. There's tons of cases where they made them horrible. And it's not even the union work. It's work in general. Uh, the reality is, is union density has been declining for the last 40 years, not because people don't want to join unions and get better wages, hours and conditions. It's because the pendulum has swung to the side of an employer. Uh, the employers have in this day and a Matt, and you know this, if you're an employer and you don't break the law by firing people or harassing and intimidating people, it's almost it's almost malpractice because the laws are so pathetically weak. The fines are so pathetically weak that it's it makes no sense not to break the law. And this is where, again, coming back to our legislative branch, doing their job and putting some teeth, which is what the Employee Free Choice Act was supposed to do, which is what the PRO Act will do if we ever get it passed, to make sure that people are, are sitting at the table negotiating in good faith. And this helps everybody, not just union workers, but all workers. When wages go up for union workers, and the, the studies are conclusive, and, and we've got decades of proof of this. When union wages go up, 
Non-union wages go up. Look at the auto industry. The UAW won a great contract. Immediately, what'd you hear? Volkswagen's raising wages. Nissan's raising wages. They're all going to, oh, Tesla's raising wages. Because they don't want their workers to go, hey, how do I get some of that? Mm-hmm. Uh, Rick Smith joining us, 8 p.m. weeknights right here on AM 950. Rick, the one of the police unions, once again, if I'm going to, there's a logic problem that just escapes me here. Donald Trump had police officers beaten at the U.S. Capitol. Um, the Republican policy of guns everywhere is leading to more and more police every single day coming under gunfire, including here in Minneapolis, where in the suburb we had two officers and a first responder get killed by an assault weapon last Saturday, uh, Sunday morning. This is the, the guns everywhere is definitely a threat to the to the police officers. The fact that they they basically say beat a cop if it's as long as it's politically beneficial for them, and yet here the police department union defending Trump once again. I have no I have, I have no no defense for that. Yeah, uh, I mean it is it, it speaks for itself, Matt. I mean the reality is, is um, this is who who sadly they are, and you know some of the things that I've known over the years, um, you know maybe. Maybe we don't allow police unions uh, to, to exist on their own. Maybe we allow them to be part of, of other unions. AFSME represents police officers. The Teamsters represent police officers. Uh, and by maybe having them as part of the overall union, maybe some of the militancy uh, of that they that as police unions that they, they pursue, maybe some of that, that calms down. Uh, I don't know what the answer is. Now, I'm not one of the people who say we should just bar them from joining unions. I think every working person should have the right to bargain for wages, hours, and working conditions. And police officers should have that ability to to talk about their working conditions Uh, because their working conditions equate to our living conditions. So we want to make sure that they're treated right so that they treat us right. But can I justify it? No, there's, there's no, there's no justification there. It just seems that there is this element in American society now where they'll gladly take a lot less pay, no benefits, no retirement, no job security uh, to be abused by your employer as long as one or two social issues are in return generated and they get the feeling like their, their, their enemies are being punished. That's what it feels like. And it's like, you know, you guys... You, get, you, you can't sit there and, and scream that all this is going on and then complain about the price of groceries when, you know, the Republicans killed your union and you would be making twice as much money if you kept the unions around. You just but yet that seems to be that there just seems to be this entity that says, I'll take less pay. I'll take less benefits. I'll take less health care as long as the Republicans go after my perceived enemy list. No, and that's 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 sadly not new. You know, we did a, a labor history tour a number of years back where we ended up on a plantation in Durham, North Carolina. And if you're ever in Durham, historic Stagville is w- well worth the opportunity to spend a day on a plantation and have them give you the tour. But the woman who gave us the tour said, look, you had the poor whites living on the other side of the fence in ramshacks, ramshack buildings, you know, you know, in desperate conditions, not having enough food to eat, you know, all down the, the line. And then you had the slaves who were living in these quarters, which for the time were good, solid quarters because those those slaves were investments. Uh, they wanted to take care of their investment. But the white people still thought that they had it better because, well, they weren't slaves. And you go, no, the reality is that the both of you should have seen your common interest because you were not the enemies of each other. The slave owner 
that's the enemy of both of you because that's the guy who's keeping you all in poverty. And we haven't figured that out in hundreds of years. And I don't know that we're ever going to because you go back to the old Jay Gould quote, I can pay off the working class to murder the other half. They're not even paying anymore. We're doing it to ourselves. The I, I'll never forget the political ad, the political cartoon. It was Rupert Murdoch sitting with a plate of cookies, one guy on his right with one cookie and the other guy with no cookie. And he points to the guy with the cookie, say, see, that guy wants to get your cookie as he hoards all the cookies. It's exactly what it is. And, yeah. you know, we're we're fighting for scraps and we don't realize it. But unfortunately, because we've had too many people vote Republican for the last 20 years, we've gotten a situation where it's probably going to get a lot worse before it gets any better. No, and look, when you've got the Jack Posobiecs of the world saying, we didn't finish off democracy on January 6th, we're going to continue to do it. When you've got the Charlie Kirks of the, these are people who are well-funded, who have followers who are who are well-funded. These are people saying, we want to destroy democracy. We want to execute our political opponents. We want to do all the things that my grandparents' generation fought, bled, and died to fight against so that we wouldn't see here. And, you know, I see on, on social media every once in a while a sign of, you know, you know what would you have done when, the, you know, the rise of the, of the Nazis in Germany? Uh, well, if you ever wondered that, you're doing it now. Mm-hmm. And if we're not out now speaking out against these type of people and pushing back against Trump and his insanity, well, we're going we're gonna to get what we deserve. And that is a dictator who's hell-bent on revenge and retribution. We're going to get an economy that continues to enrich the well-to-do at the expense of everybody else except the very loyal. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you've seen Trump's, uh, the Heritage Foundation, uh, their Project 2025. It's all about patronage and loyalty. It's not about who can do good jobs, who knows anything. It's about who's going to kiss the ring. And, well, you know. Well, and what he wants to purge the RNC as well. He wants to put loyalists in there. Yeah. So, so Absolutely, he needs the money. That's going to be his personal piggyback. Uh, what do you got coming up tonight on your show? Well, I spent a little time today at the uh, truck stop locally. Uh, we're about five hours, four and a half hours from New York City. So I wanted to spend a couple of minutes, you know, talking to truck drivers going, hey, you boycott in New York City. Found a lot of people going to New York City, oddly enough. No boycotters, though. Uh, and yet, you know, the right wing media is telling me this is a huge movement. And look, I'm on the outskirts of, of New York uh, looking, hey, did you uh, did you turn your load in? Uh, are you turning around? Are you boycotting? Couldn't find anyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here, here's the other part of this. You've got these people who are uh, you know, claiming these nine people, one guy who lives in Chicago, uh, claiming that they're, they're not taking loads to New York City. Um, this is what they're angry about, that a, a, a billionaire con man who's filed bankruptcy m- multiple times, screwed over working people, you know, uncountable numbers of times, uh, who's never done an honest day's labor in his life. That's who they're going to boycott and and not make money over. But, uh, you know, going into the city with all of the cash boxes, the, all of the, 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 the chicken coops, all of the bears, all of the, all of the, the, the congestion fee that's coming, you know, all of the traffic, all of the, just all of the stuff that you have to do, the low bridges, all of the stuff that you have to deal with in New York City, none of that upsets them. But a con man being found guilty of something that he admits he did, that's a bridge too far. Coming up tonight, and by the way, a reminder, right-wing media does know exactly what a huge movement is. All right, uh, Rick Smith. Rick Smith, 8 p.m. tonight, right here on AM 950. Rick, as always, an absolute freaking pleasure, my friend. You're more than welcome anytime, okay? 
Anytime, brother. Take care. Rick Smith, kind enough to join us today. 952-946-6205. Let's take a break. Come on back. Robert Burrell coming up in just a few minutes as well. It's the Matt McNeil Show on AM 950. Oh, oh.